Welcome friends to We Transform Wednesdays. This is a place where we bring real life transformers and tell the stories in first person. And I'm super excited because we have very very special guests today. Before I go to him, let me tell you a little background is that we are trying to create a small storytelling with candid conversations with these transformers so we all can understand that there is no time to transform. We are neither early, we are neither late. We are always at the right time if we want to do what we really mean to do. So today with us, our guest is Mr. Adam Thompson, joining us all the way from Australia. Adam is best known for his success with the Australian rock band Chocolate Starfish. With Adam at the hem as the band's iconic frontman, Chocolate Starfish earned two top 10 singles and two top 5 albums with gold and platinum album sales for their self-titled debut. This album spawned their number one hit and that was called You Are So Vain. Love the title. And the top 5 hit that is called The Mountain as well. He earned the band the Australian Music Award for the most popular album of the year in 1994. In the year 2000, Adam created Musomagic, a platform that breathes life into mission statements and values by facilitating large-scale team song creation. I have been a part of some of them and it is absolutely mesmerizing. Team for Tunes for the companies and Outback Tracks for indigenous communities are examples of some successful brands under the Musomagic umbrella. During the pandemic, Adam has reinvented his processes and brought something amazing for virtual teams and virtual audience. We will know more about this from Adam himself. He is joining us today to provide stories and valuable perspective around transformation and reinvention. But before I bring Adam to you, let me show you something, a little snippet from his most popular album, You Are So Vain. And all the boys dream that excited guys this is so thrilling let me not hold it back and let me bring the man himself in front of you let's welcome mr adam thompson uh, hey. Allah, thank you very much good to be here good thank you adam you. thank you for joining us adam amazing to see you here great yeah, it's wonderful great. it's really great technology can still bring us close together in this uh, in this virtual world Yes, imagine. Otherwise, for this interview, either I have to come to Australia or you have to fly down to India. Now we are right here in this room and, and this is so amazing. So, Adam, let's, just, let's get started. Adam, what I remember of you is that I've seen you doing this Muso Magic session and they were so engaging. But when I learned about you, I realized that you started from a very small village in Australia and in a dairy farmhouse from a dairy farmhouse to a super rock and super con uh, music band, now to adding value to corporates. What has been your story? Please tell us about that. Wow, uh, thanks Alok. Well, it has been quite a journey, uh, as, you can, as you can rightfully see. Yes, you are correct. Um, 
for the first 17 years of my life, I was the son of a dairy farmer, and uh, it, um, you know, it was likely to be my future. My my father had me mapped out to take over the farm and and milk cows for a uh, for a living, and uh, you know, as you can kind of see by you know some of the outfits, um, <laughs> even what I'm wearing today, um, cows and and the way I my personality is don't quite match up together. So after a few years, my dad thought he's probably not going to take over the farm. So we left that uh, to my younger brother. Um, but, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting time uh, growing up, up on a farm because it, it gave me some values and some, some grounding that uh, still are very important to me today. That's the grounding of family, the grounding of, 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 of a strong community that sometimes in the major cities of the world can get a bit lost. Uh, but there was always a hunger for me to to break out of this small village, and, and you know our small village was about 300 people uh, spread out amongst these farms and a very small town. So 300 people is not very many, as uh, as most Indians would know. That's you know that's it's not even half of a street in Mumbai. Uh, so uh, there was always a hunger in me, you know, to to get out and and to to really understand more and. Um, uh, I lost my, my mother to cancer uh, when I was 15 and that, that was a real poignant uh, change for me because uh, for those people who uh, I guess have lost people at, a, at an early age of their life, um, you know, it, talk about transforming, it, it is mm -hmm. uh, in, incredibly transforming to you either go backwards into some really bad uh, habits or, or, you know, drugs, alcohol or other things to cope. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I was really fortunate enough to, to have found music uh, in uh, the year after my mum passed. And mm -hmm. I, I was failing school, so I, I changed high schools to a neighbouring school. And uh, at that point, this, uh, this new school had a dramatic arts programme. Okay. And that was where I first uh, I found first found musicals. I found uh, I, I found that you know people could get up on stage and could could sing and they could they could share their energy with others. And you know, for a boy from a farming community, it was just something you know mind blowing for me, literally. Yeah. And uh, it sort of opened a small door. Um, and I ended up in that in that school that was my 12th standard so I ended up finishing high school uh, where it looked like I would fail uh, and then I went on to uh, university the following year and that's when things really transformed wow. in that year it yeah go ahead yeah so you know I, I connect to two things so well with your story Adam I, I start from a very very uh, small town I was uh, born and bought in Varanasi in India and uh, there uh, we get connected so well to the roots and the family value system. Uh, I really, really connect to that. And second thing is that me too, I have been very, very, uh, very, very medium, mediocre child uh, in you say, as you say, in my early times, you know, in my school, there used to be a rank, there should be, there used to be examinations every year. And there was like a rank class one, rank one to 10. And then it, there was a grade A and grade B. I always lived inside grade A and grade B. I never went to the top 10 category. This is exactly where I was. Uh, but yes, we always uh, find something uh, which really, as you said, that you got a school which has music. In my life, what happened is that I got a teacher 
who pushed me to go on stage and i was so scared to go on stage that i chose to do mono acting it was an option there because in mono mm-hmm. acting you don't need to speak at least you're quiet and you can just act and you do your show so you sometimes i was pushed on stage to be comfortable with camera and stage and uh, i can relate so well with this story so adam you were telling me something about your college uh, please uh, let us know what happened after that uh thanks alok well that's when for me transformation went to the very next level i think there are always levels in transformation and in that first year at college uh there was um summer vacation and i needed to make some you know some university cash if you like okay. and so i saw this advert in the university paper that said singer wanted and i thought well if you know maybe i can audition you know i was in high school production of of this musical even though i wasn't a lead role i was in the chorus only and so i answered the ad and i went to this audition and when i turned up i thought it was going to be a wedding singer uh band that this guy was wanting you know mm-hmm. so maybe i'd sing at some weddings and make some little bit of cash that way but as it turned out he was a songwriter and he said well i'm a songwriter but i don't have anybody to interpret my songs with their voice mm-hmm. have you ever written a song and i said no i've never written a song <laughs> all right and he said but hang on you're the only person who answered the ad and i've spent 50 dollars on the ad <laughs> would you hang around, would you hang around for the day and at least make me feel like i spent my 50 dollars so mm-hmm. i did i hang around we wrote a song that day and uh within a week i'd finished my university course and i was a full-time musician okay uh with within uh a year i'd moved from this university into the major um city of melbourne and become a full-time singer touring around and 10 years later uh in a in an evolution of different bands mm-hmm. i all of a sudden won that uh, uh album of the year that you alluded to before as well as platinum and, and gold album and singles so it was from that very moment of of taking a chance uh mm-hmm. you know backing yourself and and i guess you've heard of that of that phrase trusting your gut instinct yeah right so so many of us don't trust that instinct and that instinct was really clear that day right and of course you can imagine my father on the farm mm-hmm. he finally thinks all oh, my son's doing something at university he's going to be a you know a journalist or something like that right yeah <laughs> and then and then i gave my life away for the next 10 years to be a a very poor musician but in my mm-hmm. gut instinct i knew that uh i was going to i was going to do something with it it was just a matter of time and but i had a lot of practice a lot of work to do so i i took singing lessons i i experimented in maybe 10 different bands before i finally found the uh, the lineup of musicians that became chocolate starfish so right. there were many heartbreaks along the way as you can imagine many many right. friendships that we had to get rid of for the sake of the of the band you know the ba- the band mm-hmm. and what it wanted to do was bigger than unfortunately some of the friendships that would have held our success back and sometimes right. that's a really hard decision to make um so then as you spoke about the band then became successful for 5 years we uh you know we were on radio 10 times a day on every radio station we were on all oh. the video shows mega mega success as you can imagine um and that's all we did um we just toured incessantly we um 
you know, we, we lived, we lived, breathed and, you know, slept in the same motels as our bandmates. So wow. if you think sometimes in lockdown, you think sometimes your husband or your wife gets on your nerves. Imagine, <laughs> imagine sleeping, eating, being on stage, working with the same people all for five years in a row. Wow. Right? This is like it's, it's tough. Right. So, uh, you know, Adam, yeah. uh, this is like something which, which I have seen so closely and I can really breathe transformation from your story all around. It has been full of it, for sure. I know when I started, I started my journey after school on stage. I was an MC and I, I was also in theater. I love to act. But again, the family and the friends and people who were wiser than me in that time said, this is not promising. Do something more tangible. Do something which is more promising. I was not sure. Most of my life, I've not been sure of things. So I just went and did it. And, you know, after eight years I spent in sales and business development, I realized that, uh, you know, this is not what I wanted. And sometimes in life, uh, I really feel now is that you really don't know what do you want to do, but you know what you do not want to do. Hmm. You're sure about that. That's yes. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I, so if I can extend from that for our wonderful um, viewers and listeners, that same moment came to me. Um, so Chocolate Starfish was 1994 uh, to 1999. So that was that five year period. But by the time we got to 1999, I had this distinct feeling that that's not all that Adam Thompson is, is capable of doing and being. It was only one one sum of uh, of who I am and and what I can possibly do. And I, I knew I wanted to help other people. I knew that was um, a part of my life that I, that I wanted to do. And, and being in a rock and roll band is quite egocentric. It's quite egotistical. So mm -hmm. you don't really get the chance to uh, to one on one change lives. You know, you, yeah. you can write a great song that people relate to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I started a, a charity, like you said, with the uh, with the indigenous people of Australia, the Aboriginal people who are, um, you know, they're like the Dalits in uh, in India. They're, they're, they're poor caste and um, mm -hmm. a lot of the outback um, people are. So I really wanted to make a difference in their lives. So I created a, a program. You've mm -hmm. all seen Indian Idol, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Indian Idol is is based upon are you the best? Are you second best, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, all the way down, mm -hmm. you know, or, or are you in the blooper reel where everybody laughs at you and has, makes fun of you, okay? Right. When I saw the very first episode of the Australian version of that in, in the year 2000, mm -hmm. it hit my heart in a, in a way that I knew I had to create something that was the opposite to that. I knew I had to create something which was not judgmental. I just really wanted to uh, create something where everybody would contribute, uh, no matter mm -hmm. how great they were or how great they would. If they learnt a brand new skill that day, that's transforming mm -hmm. to them. Yes. So if, if a kid who doubts he can write a lyric and he writes one or two words in that song, mm -hmm. that's been a great day for him. Yes. If a kid, who, if a kid whose parents told him, you've got a terrible voice, don't sing, or his friends tease him because he, he might want to sing, but they don't think he's very good. But he participates in it and then learns enough of the skill to enjoy it. Yeah. That's a transformation. 
Wow, yes. And great. And, and yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Right. So, uh, yeah, in fact, uh, these transformations and these moments uh, come to us all the time. The only thing we sometimes don't do when we hesitate is to embrace them, accept them and move on. Sometimes I feel, uh, you know, we are too afraid to be uncomfortable. And I, I remember somebody told me that, uh, you know, you need to be uncomfortable often in a week or in a month uh, to ensure that you're growing really in life. I guess, you know, when we, when we get uncomfortable, we take those chances, we do something which, was, which we do not know. We know the why of it, we don't know the how of it. Things change and things change for, uh, for better. Yes, could not agree more. And in fact, if I use the indigenous uh, example, I'm sure it would be the exactly the same in the villages three, four, five hundred years ago in India. Um, yeah. Culturally, everybody sang, everybody danced without judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, this is more of a modern day uh, thing. And, and, you know, social media has done us no service where, uh, right. you know, we think that we have to be the best at something to experience it. And, you know, you talked about that uncomfortableness. Uh, one of the things I pride in myself is that I always throw myself into situations where uh, I have to try and get comfortable in my uncomfortableness. Wow. So good. And so good. Getting, trying to get comfortable in your uncomfortableness on a daily basis. Yeah. And that, you know, we all know what a pigeon, the pigeon hauling is, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I can do this. I can't do that. This is me. This is not me. Right. Right. But, but the more often you blur those lines and go, okay, that wasn't me, but mm -hmm. let me see if it can be me. Why not? Why not? Right. right. And just because it wasn't me when I was 21, it doesn't mean that it can't be now when I'm 31 or 41 or 51. Because we Very evolve. True. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. In fact, uh, you know, Adam, this is so true that, uh, you know, you have these perceptions about yourself that I have been this, Oh, can I really be that person now? Uh, one is your own personal story. One is the society around you. You know, sometimes they also put you in your frame. This is a man who's supposed to do this. This is the girl who is kind of good enough for that. The moment you pick up and do something else completely out of their bounds, they also take time to accept it. You know, I have, feel, I have felt that happening with me sometimes. It's like, really? Are you doing this? Why? You were doing something else. So you will get that resistance. But, you know, those who kind of stick to it and proceed and take the leap of faith, have a story to tell for sure. Mm. Because right. it feels unnatural a lot. And that's why when something feels unnatural, uh, it, it promotes fear in us. And that fear is only uh, based on how will it end or how will it turn out? Mm. And none of us know, this is life. None of us know how it's going to turn out. That's the <laughs> magic. Right. right? Yeah. But we have to push those boundaries. Um, if I can give you an example from my own life, my mm -hmm. manager who took us through Chocolate Starfish, mm -hmm. uh, so this was 1999, and I was asked by a school to come and give a testimonial about uh, my journey through the music mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what it was like. So these, these school kids uh, were excited to hear me. And, mm -hmm. But you've got to remember, that was my first... Uh, my first t speech, if you like, my first keynote. Okay. Now, okay. even though I could, even though I've sung on stage for many years, singing mm -hmm. a melody and lyrics that already exist versus mm -hmm. 
communicating a message as a speaker are yeah. two different disciplines. Yes, right? yes. So was I fantastic at it? Probably not, the very first one, probably not. Mm -hmm. But it was what my manager said to me that uh, I guess spurred me on. He said, ah, oh, that wasn't very good. He said, I don't think you should ever do um, public speaking again. Uh, I don't think you should ever do it again. And he said, oh, when I was listening to your talk, uh, he said, do you ever think that, you know, Chocolate Starfish might have been the pinnacle of your life? And I was 31 years of age. Oh, and my God. And he's telling me, as my manager, that that's mm -hmm. the pinnacle of my life. So he told me those two things back to back. And I said, well, A, you're not my manager anymore because you don't have any vision. <laughs> and B, <laughs> if, you, if you think my life is over at 31, because uh, I was feeling the exact opposite, Alok, and, and the people who are watching here today probably feel the same thing. No matter what age you are, I think it's never too late to experience something new. It's never too late to throw that leap of faith and, and, and have a go at something, right? Mm -hmm. Win, lose or draw, it's another step. So this has been so inspiring, Adam, to kind of know your story. Uh, and I know that you have kind of transformed again in the pandemic because you were doing live shows and you were kind of flying all around the world to add a lot of value uh, through Museum Magic uh, to different corporates and bring so much values in helping them build their anthems. Uh, that, has, that has been an incredible uh, leap. Uh, but yes, in pandemic, you, I guess, again transformed and you brought something new completely. Um, what are you doing for, for serving uh, your audience, your, your customers now? What is happening these days? Great question, Alok, because I'm always, as I said before, always one of those people who wants to feel uncomfortable in my uncomfortableness. I've embraced whatever the uh, internet and whatever um, virtual platforms can offer. And I'm, and I'm pushing these boundaries all the time. So we, uh, we've already done two major uh, online Muse Magic workshops where uh, there were two companies um, with around a thousand people in each company working from home. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to unite them all. So they had to co-write the song with me virtually. So wow. they, they did all this stream of consciousness writing from the heart, which generated the lyrics. Then they had to break away into breakout rooms and argue and debate about, uh, you know, which line is appropriate, which line fits this value and come up with, um, you know, a very unboring uh, line, something that can, you know, lyrically spark mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So that's the lyric side. And then I made them all uh, record their voices into WhatsApp. Each person sent through their, their vocal takes after they uh, wrote the lyrics. So they had to mm -hmm. sing it, learn how to sing it and record it to me all live. And then through the magic of Zoom, like we're on right now, uh, we, uh, we set up this process where uh, they were able to, uh, you know, entertain with the camera and do all these awesome little movements and, and, then, and then we splice it all together and these two companies now have these amazing anthems. So that's one. Wow. wow. Number two, um, as uh, I did a, a talk and you were with this uh, keynote the other night on leadership presence, uh, mm -hmm. there was some HR and um, L&D people there. And one of the things that we, that we learned uh, is uh, that leadership presence requires a two-way conversation. So both Alok, you and I are on camera and we're, yeah. we're looking at each other's eyes, but it's amazing right. the amount of people who are struggling with turning their camera on. 
are struggling right. with their own their own presence and their own mm -hmm. voice and their own dynamic. So what I've created now is is uh, is tuning teams where I'm coaching uh, organizations now how to present in the virtual world, how to okay. present with the same with the same brand energy that they mm -hmm. invested in their people in uh, in the real world. They need to carry that through to the virtual world. So you need to love me as much on the camera as what you do is, as if I was in front of you. It's the same person. It's the same brand. Right. I, I guess I can't agree more. This is so visible right now. Your presence right now in this interview talks a lot about that you're going to deliver immense value in those workshops. And uh, Adam, uh, and for, for guys who really are curious about to know what Adam does can find a lot of links in the, in the, uh, in the comment section, in the a section of YouTube below. So you can go ahead and find out more about him. Uh, a lot to learn from you, Adam, and this has been so inspiring. It's not one, it has been a multiple steps of uh, transformation which you have. And I really want to thank you to share your story for us and to our audience. Thanks a lot for joining us today, but I cannot let you go without singing something for us, maybe two, three lines. Please do that for us. Uh, look, I can do that. And just before I do, I want to uh, say thank you to you as well for having me on. Um, the beauty about transformations is that there is no finishing line. So remember that there is no finishing line. And it's just one uh, experience after the next that gets you uh, greater um, things in your toolkit. And the more, the more things you have in your toolkit, the greater human being you can be. Beautiful. That's my theory and I'll keep living to it. But I wrote a song, uh, and this is one of our hits, Mountain, as, as Alok uh, talked about before. And the Mountain song is really interesting, just to finish up, because uh, there's a metaphor in the Mountain song. And I had a girlfriend at the time who could see that I was living my dream. I was, I was finding where I wanted to go. And mm -hmm. she said, I don't want you to be a, a singer. I want you to stay home and just be with me. Okay. So... Uh, the metaphor came, she wanted me to be a mountain that stayed still, that was strong and dependable, but I would rather be a river that kept flowing and kept taking different turns, left, right, and eventually I would find my way to the ocean, my destiny. So here's some words from that. Okay. There once was a wrong, thought it was right. There once was truth that thought it could lie, but then they saw there was nothing new at all. After a storm, along came a landslide. Would I climb, would I swim? Time to decide. If I have to choose, I know what I'll do. You wanted me to be a mountain. I'd rather be a river Cause water flow can wash the hill away You wanted me to fly I wanna get high How else am I gonna see What I want to see Namaste, love you all, thank you very much Wow, thank you so much Adam, I've got chills and this is so beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. Thanks a Thank lot. Thanks everybody, take care. So guys, this was Adam Thompson joining us all the way from Australia. 
I was not knowing that this is going to be so deep today. This conversation was so close to my heart as well and I guess Adam also really opened up and he shared something so valuable for all of us. I hope you were able to connect to these stories today because when we are setting out for transformations, when we are setting out to take challenges in our lives, it is best to know from those who transform because it is great to learn from what they did or great to learn from their mistakes as well. This is all about this initiative. We really want to bring those transformational stories right in front of you so that we can learn from the transformers themselves. If you have a story of transformation to be told, do get in touch with me. We'll come back again next Wednesday. Till then, goodbye.